Podcast Help Desk number 30 for November 17th, 2014. The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters. To keep your podcast running smoothly, it takes some tech. That's what Podcast Help Desk is here for, to smooth out the geek speak and put it in more or less plain English. The main audience for this podcast is those who have podcasts and want to tweak the tech to get better sound, a better website, a more reliable feed, or a more streamlined workflow. Also, for podcasting beginners that don't want to make all the mistakes themselves. Here's your host, Mike Dell. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. And we've got a pretty uh, eclectic show, I guess would be the uh, right way to put it. Uh, we talk about some stuff from last week, of course, and going to talk about a way to add podcasting to an existing web page that's uh, too complicated for PowerPress. And let's see, we got a scam alert. Not not what you're thinking, a different scam. And uh, let's see, we got some news from podcast team at Apple, at iTunes, uh, which is kind of interesting. And along the same lines, we've got uh, iTunes, a uh, question about iTunes and the listing for podcasts. And uh, reposting old podcast episodes, uh, repurposing them. Something like that. And I'm starting a new thing called the Blueberry Tip of the Week, brought to you by Blueberry. And uh, we'll do that. And uh, let's see, I got a, another uh, review of another podcast about podcasting that uh, I just became aware of. So all that coming up on this show, number 30, although I'm uh, trying to get away from worrying about the, the number, but. Anyway, what'd you think of the new music? I was thinking jazz might be more my style. I've got kind of a relaxed delivery and a little more laid back, relaxed, sophisticated. Jeez, I can't even say the word. <laughs> uh, theme song might might be all right. So uh, I thought I'd give that a try. And uh, also got a new voiceover guy to uh, to read my stuff. Uh, got rid of the, the gal there that couldn't uh, pronounce RSS <laughs> oh well, it's a work in progress. As you know, everything in podcasting is changeable and uh, can be changed at a later date, but let me know what you think. Uh, anyway, and uh, something uh, from the past, I guess. I got a note from Paul Figiani. I think that's how I pronounce it. I've heard his name a thousand times and I'm still not sure I'm pronouncing it correctly, but he was the senior audio engineer at IT Conversations. If you remember that, they started, I'm thinking they started before podcasting was a word, or before podcast was a word, but uh, he was the senior audio engineer there for for years and years and years, uh, ever since uh, the whole time they existed, I guess. Him and uh, Paul K, not Paul K, Doug K, jeez, it's Paul Figiani and Doug K and they had a bunch of other people over there too over the years, and I used to listen to IT conversations all the time, and it was quite interesting. They would record conferences, basically uh, conference sessions, and uh, 
you know, had different hosts uh, introducing and, and uh, you know, different people editing them, I think. Uh, Paul, I think, was kind of the head of that. And uh, it was really nice hearing from him. He had a, a lot to say about the the podcast loudness standards and of course broadcasting and broadcast standards and and all that he knows a metric ton about that stuff and sent me a really long uh, detailed note about it and i'm really trying to talk him into coming on the show so uh, maybe uh, we'll have a show where uh, paul can explain all the the gritty details about uh, the podcast loudness and measuring and uh, and, uh, what do you call it, Uh, normalization and and all that stuff. But uh, anyway, I'm I'm not going to get into what he said here other than than he thinks it's a good thing that uh, we're, we're starting to possibly get some sort of standards in podcasting. That would be good. And uh, be nice to talk to him and maybe maybe even talk a little history of podcasting. I've got a, a history of podcasting interview in the can, and I haven't uh, dug it out to, to use it yet, but uh, we will from another longtime podcaster from 2004. So uh, look forward to that at some point. And let's see, last week we talked about switching to the 2014 theme in WordPress. And I was uh, fiddling around. I, I'm an ex-Air Force guy, and I tend to keep track of what's going on in the Air Force. And I stumbled across the official U.S. Air Force blog. It's over at airforcelive.dot.dot or dod live dot mil, <coughs> and you'll notice something about it. It's using the 2014 WordPress theme. <laughs> I figure if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us podcasters. And I've had a, a few questions lately through Blueberry of people that have existing websites, either WordPress sites that are extremely complicated or they're using a, a bunch of plugins that aren't really compatible with, with PowerPress or podcasting in general, and they really have to use that, but they want to add podcasting. And I've helped people do this in the past, but the way uh, I suggest doing it is go in and put another installation of WordPress, or say you're using Drupal or you know any of the other CMS, or you're just using a hand-coded website. Well, you can still use that website, just install WordPress in a subdomain or a, or a directory off of your your domain. You know, like in my case, if I wanted to do that, I could go, uh, you know, podcast.podcasthelpdesk.com. Of course, that'd be kind of lame. But anyway, I could put another WordPress installation there, and that would be completely independent of the main website. So you could, you know, go crazy with the main website, do, you know, whatever you need to do, uh, do whatever you have to. And then you could leave your uh, podcasting WordPress installation pretty much uh, bone stock or, you know, whatever 
you wanted to do to it, but, uh, you know, less complicated because that is one of the issues with using WordPress for podcasting, which is still the best way, in my opinion, to do it. But you have to be reasonable about the theme and the plugins you choose to use with it. So, yeah, it's just a thought. Call it a, a, a podcast landing page, you know, so you could run your podcast off of, you know, say, you know, yourdomain.com slash podcast, and then have a completely different installation of WordPress there. And then your feed would be yourdomain.com slash podcast slash feed slash podcast. <laughs> That'd be kind of lame, but hey, you get, you, know, you get what I mean. You know, this could all be customized. But that way, your WordPress installation for your podcast is completely separate from whatever other kind of website that you're going to use. And that just makes it nicer for everybody. And you can use the embed code from PowerPress uh, to uh, post the episode, you know, an episode player on your landing page on your main website. And you could even make your WordPress install, you know, something that nobody's ever meant to see. You don't even have to have it linked to anything. Uh, just be uh, sitting there and... When you post an episode, you write, you know, something on whatever landing page you have in whatever system you're using, throw in that embed code, and you've got a player, it, uh, it works, and you've got an uncomplicated WordPress theme and uncomplicated uncompl WordPress installation to uh, run your podcast off of. So it's just an idea. But uh, I kind of call that the uh, podcast landing page. Well, something not really podcast-related, but it came up uh, lately a few times, is somebody calls and says they're from Microsoft, and you're, they're telling you your computer has a virus. And, you know, chances are, well, I can guarantee it, 100%, that Microsoft is never going to call you about your computer. In fact, if you want to call them about your computer, you're going to have a hard time or you're going to have to break out the credit card. They're just plain not going to do that. I got one of those calls recently and it was rather hilarious. He, he, he says, your computer is is putting out a lot of viruses. We need to get on your computer. You know, he's obviously foreign. I, you know, I'm terrible at accents and I didn't know where he was from or whatever, but I said, okay, which computer? And he says, uh, the one connected to the internet. I said, okay, which one? <laughs> you know, I'm playing along a little bit. And finally he says, the one with Windows on it. I said, well, I don't have Windows. And then I got a busy, or not a busy signal, a hang up. <laughs> so obviously it's a scam. What they want to do is they want to social engineer you to download their little whatever to take over your computer. So basically whether you got viruses or not, <clears throat> what they're going to do is make it so that uh, you or your computer is controlled by whatever. And it must work because it's been going around for a while. <clears throat> Excuse my, uh, clear my throat. Of course it's, uh, it became winter real quick here and uh, it's kind of done a number on my throat. But uh, anyway, I've got a phone number in the show notes 
that uh, a lot of times these things come from. I'm not saying that's going to stay the phone number, but like I said, if you just if, if use common sense, Microsoft is not going to call you. And from my experience amongst podcasters, most of them don't use Microsoft Windows anyway. I mean, you can. There's nothing wrong with it, you know. But you know, be be savvy about it. You know, there's scammers out there everywhere. And uh, as we talked about last night, or last night, last time with, you know, uh, Audello, uh, you know, they're not truly a scam, but they're definitely trying to prey on people that don't know what's going on. And there's other places you can learn what's going on, like here, of course. I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but uh, I'll uh, try to keep you away from those kind of scams and let's see the title of this episode is news from apple's podcast team so yeah if if you've got a podcast in itunes you've probably received this note from apple but uh, basically it just says dear podcast provider to improve your experience with podcasts we've introduced the following updates and features i'll go through these one of them is the added podcast app to iOS 8, which we all knew, and uh, they can't, you, you can't delete it uh, from your iThingy, and that's a good thing, because that's going to expose a lot of people to podcasting, and that's kind of cool. And updated cover art requirements, here's something that we should pay attention to. Uh, if you've been following along, of course you know that a while back they went to 1400 by 1400 pixels as the uh, standard, but the minimum was still 300 by 300. And if you're following along, 1400, you, you, your podcast art is 1400 by 1400. Let's hope so. Because they've changed it to 2048 by 2048. That's the uh, standard. They'll accept anything over 1400 by 1400. So if you're less than that, you are... Uh, going to not be able to be featured in iTunes uh, at all. You won't be able to get in the new new and notable. You won't be able to get in the what's hot. You won't be able to uh, be featured in any way, shape, or form. You can still be there, but unless your art's at least 1,400 by 1,400, and I would suggest next time you update your art to go to 2048, uh, I've done that on some of my podcasts. I'm not sure if I've done that on uh, this one yet or not, but uh, it's on my list. I do have the uh, PSD file for uh, for my cover art. That's a Photoshop format in layers and stuff, so I can go in there and, and uh, re-output it at the higher level, but uh, that... That makes it nice, and, and it also, you know, the whole thing with 1,400 by 1,400, we figured was because of the uh, Retina iMacs, and, or, or MacBooks, not the Retina iMac, which did just come out, but also for a possible Apple TV upgrade. And, you know, when you're watching Apple TV on a 4K monitor, which will happen at some point, you're going to want that 2048 by 2048 image and but you gotta also keep it small keep it uh, you know somewhere below 500k i think is the size limit uh, it 
doesn't say right here, but it says it has to be in the RGB color space and either JPEG or ping, but ping is going to be too loud or too big unless it's a simple, simple ping file. You know, the more colors, the bigger the file gets in ping. With JPEG, it's, you know, mainly just pixels and they don't care what color they are. So, and additionally, here's something that's also important that your cover art image must be on a server that allows HTTP head requests. And that's similar to what you're required to do for media hosting, you know, to host your MP3s or, or video files for podcasts. So if your web server doesn't allow head requests, which most of them do, you know, if you're on GoDaddy or Bluehost or or any of the uh, common ones, you should be just fine. But uh, if not, you can always put it on your uh, media host. If you do what I recommend, you put it up on Blueberry. Or you can put it up uh, on your Libsyn account or whatever other actual media host account you have. Another thing they came out with is the iTunes affiliate program. I don't know a lot about it yet, but what it says here is uh, the podcast app now supports HTML links in podcast and episode notes. I don't know what the difference between podcasts and episode notes. I think they're just talking about show notes. Or, or in uh, our case, if you're using WordPress, it would be uh, in your blog post that is associated with your podcast episode. So now you can uh, put your uh, iTunes affiliate links in your show notes and somebody could click them on their iPhone, iPad, iPod, iThingy, whatever, and you'd uh, get to make a few uh, pennies or however that works uh, selling iTunes music or whatever. I'll have a link to their affiliate sh- program in the show notes in case you didn't get the email yourself, which, like I said, you may. And here's one that uh, we knew about at Blueberry for a long time, and PowerPress has supported it for quite a while, and that's called Custom Episode Sequence. Says, uh, you know, And as you know, by default, uh, podcast episodes are listed in your feed or even in your iTunes store listing, which, by the way, is are not the same thing. We've talked about that before. But uh, in your iTunes listing, the, the the last one to come out is the first one on the list. So they're in reverse order. But there's a new tag, which, like I said, has been in PowerPress, I think, since version 5, maybe even late 4s. <laughs> but uh, we're coming out with 6 real soon, I'm told. Real soon. Like, uh, hopefully this week. But maybe not. Who knows? It just all depends on uh, uh, workload uh, and other things. But uh, hopefully we'll get that out soon. Or we will get that out soon. Hopefully it's sooner. But anyway. But the, the deal is they got the iTunes order tag. And you could put uh, you know, iTunes order and then one uh, as, you know, in your RSS feed, which, like I said, PowerPress handles that. You just uh, en- enable that in the iTunes or in the uh, settings in PowerPress, and it'll give you a little a little block there when you post your episode to uh, put the uh, order number. 
So if you've got a series of podcasts that you want in a certain order or you want your introductory episode to be first on the list all the time in iTunes, which isn't really a bad idea. I'm kind of thinking I might do something like that at some point. Uh, that's uh, how you would do it, or at least that's how you would do it uh, through the iTunes order tag. There's other ways of doing it, which I'll talk in a little bit when we get to the uh, recycling of old episodes section. Here's a question I get probably at least three times a week, especially with new podcasters. Uh, but uh podcaster asks, and uh, they will remain nameless since it's multiples. <laughs> but uh, I uploaded my new episode, and it's available on Stitcher already, but it's not on my iTunes listing. What's wrong? Or if, they're call, or if they're emailing me at Blueberry, they're saying, fix it immediately. <laughs> Which, yeah, right. Well, I don't, I don't know how to do that. But anyway, as I always tell them, you know, I send a, a little form letter uh, thing that says, uh, the iTunes store listing and what appears in your feed are two different things. People that subscribe to your feed in iTunes will get your new episodes as you post them. But the listing in iTunes can lag by a few days or up to a week. Actually, I've seen it go three weeks. Uh, so, you know, if you think there's a problem, contact iTunes at, at Apple Support Podcasts at Apple.com. Yeah, you know, it's a standard thing. Uh, but, you know, it, it's not instantaneous. You know, the RSS feed gets updated. So that's when you post your episode. RSS feed is now updated with the newest episode first in the list, unless you've ordered them differently. Actually, now the RSS feed stays the same, and a lot of podcatchers actually ignore the tag, so it's only going to be in, in the correct order in iTunes and, and other podcatchers that use iTunes tags, which there's a few of them, I think. But, uh, you know, that, that happens, say, right now. Well, Apple... They've got how many hundreds of thousands of podcast feeds to check. They may not get around to checking your feed until, you know, next Wednesday, next Thursday, you know, two, three, four, six days away. Because they've got so many of them and you haven't been around long enough. That's the other thing. If you're a new podcast that's just been newly listed on iTunes, it's going to be slower. If you've been around a while and you've got kind of a pattern, you know, like this show is weekly, normally comes out sometime around Monday. And even though I haven't been very consistent of late, it uh, staying consistent does help. And, you know, my, my shows get up updated fairly quickly on my iTunes listing, usually by the next day. And other things happen, you know, quickly. You know, if I change my cover art... I can usually count on iTunes updating it in a couple days. But if you're relatively new or you're relatively inconsistent, you don't really have a schedule, iTunes just checks it when they get around to it. They're also, a similar question I get a lot is, I changed my cover art three weeks ago and iTunes still doesn't show the new cover art. There's two things that can go on there. One, you didn't change the name of the file. You know, you just put cover art dot jpeg and and replace the old one with the new one with the same name well itunes just notices the name and doesn't pull it down because well hey we've got that one 
So whenever you make any change to your artwork, change the, the file name slightly or, or drastically if you want, but change it so that iTunes knows, hey, we don't have that one, and they'll pull it down generally quicker. But, you know, episodes in iTunes uh, on your listing will, you know, lag one day, two days, a week, you know, could be a week. But if I'm subscribed to it, and you should be subscribed to your own in iTunes or on the podcast app or both, uh, if you've got an iOS thingy, uh, do that. And that should come down fairly quickly. I'm not going to say it's instantaneously because, you know, even your iTunes app on your computer, your your podcast app on your your, uh, iPhone or iPad, you know, only checks every so often, so it might be an hour, unless you force it to check. But, you know, just make sure that it comes down eventually and fairly quickly, and you can be assured pretty much everything's okay. But I always, you know, whenever I post an episode, I always verify my feed and go to feed validator and it's got issues but i always you know once it's in the feed i go there i go to blueberry i make sure that uh, that the listing over there updates i I go to tech podcast network which uh, you know since i'm a member of that one too it uh make sure it updates over there i make sure uh, that i can get it on itunes the uh application on my computer and i also make sure that my ios device picks it up and i don't even look at my itunes listing routinely but uh, you know i do check it periodically and usually it's there fairly quick but i find that that that's not as important as just making sure your feed's right you know people are going to find your show okay they'll only see the, the the you know one from from three weeks ago, and you've got one newer than that, well, if that one three weeks ago was good, then why not that be the first one they listen to? And then when they subscribe, they'll say, hey, there's another one here. You know, then they're hooked. So, you know, don't, uh, as as Todd Cochran always says, don't get wrapped around the axle about uh, iTunes. Okay, uh, let's see. Repurposing old podcast episodes or uh, recycling podcast episodes. <laughs> I, gotta, I, do, I do this a couple ways. Uh, eight years ago, uh, I did a podcast with a friend of mine uh, called the Ham Radio Pod Class. It was all about uh, teaching people to get their ham radio license in the United States and uh, you know prepare themselves to take the test, uh, both for the technician, which is the entry-level test, and, uh, and the upgrade to general class, which uh, gives you more privileges and whatnot. But if you want to hear about that go go listen to it but we did that eight years ago and then we redid it i want to say five years ago well every three years the test questions change they don't change drastically but they change and so you know the stuff gets kind of out of date but it's not the information's all good you know they haven't really changed many of the rules i mean there are minor little rule changes there hasn't been anything major in the last five years. And, you know, electronic theory is electronic theory, and radio theory is radio theory, and it's going to be pretty much the same. So it's still useful. So I thought the other day, this this website's, you know, long since gone away, and the, you know, the RSS feed's long since go gone away, and, and you know, all that. But I still had the, the files, and I, every, every, bleh, 
slow down. Every so often, I'd get an email from somebody saying, hey, uh, I know you guys did these classes. Uh, are they still available somewhere? You know, one guy wanted me to burn a CD, and he'd pay me for it. And I, no, 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 I'll just post it. So what I did last week is I added a podcast channel, as we talked about last week, in PowerPress over at MikeDell.com. Uh, added a podcast channel for the uh, ham radio class, and I uploaded all the episodes. You know, I made posts for each of them. You know, they're pretty simple posts, and I backdated them. But we were talking about that iTunes order thing. I did it just a little bit different. I started, in, you know, November first, twenty eleven, backdating, and went through all. I think there was thirty. Was it 39 episodes? 40, actually, because I did a new intro episode. But I uh, posted them in reverse order, backdating them, so that uh, they would show up in order in the feed. So I've got the intro episode, which I just did, uh, in, you know, telling everybody that, hey, this stuff's kind of out of date, but it's still good, and blah, blah, blah. And then I posted all the, the classes in order, uh, in reverse order, uh, by date in WordPress, and that effectively did the same thing as using the iTunes order tag. But if you're interested in that, it's MikeDell.com slash podclass, P-O-D-C-L-A-S-S. And uh, there's a, a, a RSS feed. It should be in iTunes. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't email me today saying it was in because I put it in Thursday or Friday, and usually they're pretty quick when I put something up there. So eh, it'll be there. There'll be an iTunes listing there and uh, all that. So if you ever were interested in ham radio, it might be a good place to start. So here's something new that I'm starting. Uh, the Blueberry Tip of the Week. And I'm going to say brought to you by Blueberry, although it's not officially. I'm just going to uh, you know, use my uh, promo code over at Blueberry uh, as kind of the sponsor of this little section. But basically, I want to take something that will help you tweak your Blueberry account, your PowerPress, your uh, Blueberry service of whatever kind, or how to use it, how to set it up. It can be complicated. Of course, you can always find uh, all this information over at create.blueberry.com and in the podcast manual over there. So, but this tip is about the stats redirect. A lot of people get confused about the redirect URL that Blueberry uses to collect stats. And basically what it is, is it's a, a web address uh, that pings our server as it goes to your media file, wherever it's at, or mostly wherever it's at. That's another topic. But, you know, say you're on Libsyn. Well, you can still use Blueberry stats as long as you are uh, using WordPress and PowerPress, you can just throw this redirect URL in front of your media file when you when you post your episode, and uh, we'll be collecting stats. And of course, there's a free version and there's a paid version of stats over there. But a lot of people get real confused. I, I don't know how many times somebody will send me a feed address, you know, an RSS feed address with the Blueberry redirect in front of it, and they're wondering why it doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work that way works the other way. You, you put it in front of your, your media files, every media file. And it, you know, it's pretty simple format. It's, you know, you'll, you'll notice if you hover over 
my link at uh, podcasthelpdesk.com. I've got two redirects. i got a tech podcast one and a Blueberry one, but the basic format is you know, HTTP colon slash slash media dot blueberry dot com slash your keyword slash and then the path to your file. Well, your keyword is whatever you've signed up at Blueberry. You know, when you uh, listed your show over there, uh, there's a keyword, program keyword, and that's what goes there. And that's all there is to it. Uh, and, you know, it will track iTunes downloads, Stitcher listens. It'll track uh, people downloading. It'll track people streaming it. Or not stream. It's not true streaming, but listening to it on the player on your website, you know, it'll track everything. And that's the other question we always get is, uh, will it track iTunes? Well, it'd be kind of useless if it didn't, since iTunes is the 800-pound uh, gorilla. <laughs> of course it does. So... Anyway, and the, and the best way to set that up is if you're using PowerPress and WordPress, which you should be if you're taking my advice, you just go to the uh, Services and Stats tab in PowerPress, sign in with your Blueberry account, associate it with your show listing over there, hit save, and PowerPress does that all for you. It's, it's you know, easy peasy. There are some proprietary systems that won't let you put in the Blueberry Redirect. Of course, Blog Talk Radio, Podbean, Squarespace, TalkShoe. Squarespace, yes. You know, the one that's supposed to be the, the bestest web uh, page host and, and uh, CMS. <coughs> Excuse me. I cl- clear my throat again. But anyway, uh, you know, Leo and all those guys, uh, you know, swear by Squarespace. Well, Squarespace would be... Awesome for just doing a web page or a blog or, or whatever. And they say they can do podcasting, but it's flaky shaky at best. I would not recommend it. And oh, as I've also said in a, in a past show, although I don't recommend SoundCloud as your primary podcast host, they do let you put in the redirect either from Blueberry or, or uh, what's that other one, PodTrack. So those type of redirects are uh, are usable in SoundCloud, but I still don't recommend it. So anyway, let's uh, let's hit this button over here. Let me clear my throat. Blueberry.com is the digital media interface for everyone. Consumers find great content and create a single RSS feed for all your favorite shows. Creators, post your show and get comprehensive stats and easy-to-read reports. Advertisers, access new markets via hundreds of available content channels that reach across all demographics. The Blueberry Network, online at BlueberryNoEase.com. And of course, if you want a free month of hosting and or stats of course stats come with hosting so either hosting or just standalone stats use my promo code no bs n-o-b-s and check out at blueberry.com links in the show notes (laughs) actually i wonder if that's the most said thing uh, in podcasting is links in the show notes (laughs) anyway speaking about podcasts about podcasting I found one uh, relatively new to me. He's been around a while. He's done 58 episodes so far. It's uh, Chris Enns, E-N-N-S. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but he's doing an interview-type show 
We interviews other podcasters, and they talk mostly about podcasting gear and a lot of other things, too. It's, it's a really interesting show. And uh, I listened to a, a string of them this weekend. I was on the road a bit and got to uh, catch up. But it's on the goodstuff.fm network. It's called Show Me Your Mic. <laughs> and uh, I highly recommend it. it. It goes into a lot of uh, interesting stuff about how people started their podcasts. And all that. the uh, interviews, Dan Benjamin, uh, uh, one, of, one of them that I listened to, or Dan Benjamin's the... Uh, founder of 5 by 5 Network, which is a fairly successful podcast network in Boston, and uh, it was an interesting interview, and uh, he had some uh, technical glitches during that one and ended up using the backup recording, which uh, Dan Benjamin did from his end, so it was kind of interesting. The guy doing the interview uh, was on Skype versus the guy uh, being interviewed, so (laughs) I thought that was kind of cool. Anyway, with that, uh, the music is a plan, and like I said, I hope you like the, uh, the jazz. I'll probably be changing that up periodically, or maybe not. That one might stick. But, uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Podcast Help Desk. If you would like Mike to answer your question on the show, email podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com, or better yet, record a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com. See you next time.